0: So we're going to pick up on today's daf, which is Pei Aleph, page 81. And we're going to pick up from the very bottom of daf Pei Amur Beis. We're up to Amar, Rabbi Yirmiya Omar Amar, Rabbi Echron, on the very last line of daf Pei Amur Beis. All right? And today's daf is daf Pei Aleph. It's a very long daf. There's a lot to cover. It's very focused on various drushes. Sometimes you look at a long daf for like, oh, we're gonna get some good stories in there, yeah. Okay, not so much, not so much on today's daf, but we're gonna get some gavaldika drushes in there. And tomorrow's daf is a lot shorter, so you know, let's pace ourselves, not to you know, to try to cover ground, but not to go too fast because if we don't end up finishing today's daf completely, we'll be fine finishing uh, finishing it up tomorrow. Okay. Bottom line on Pei Amadez. Amr Rabbi Yermia, Amr Rabbi Yechanam. Rabbi Yermia says in the name of Rabbi Yechanam, Zar, top of today's daf, daf Pei Olive, a Zar, somebody who's not a Kohen, and he eats a. He eats Truma barley. Okay? Now, what we're dealing with over here is. Rashi says, you're eating it, but you're eating it while it's raw. So we're not calling it eating. Now, remember, we ended off yesterday explaining that achilas gasa, overeating, is not called eating. It's not eating. You're, you're actually harming yourself. Eating is when something, is when the food is actually beneficial. Okay? Over here, you're eating raw barley. Is that beneficial? No, it's not beneficial. So Zok Rashi on the top line, like a Instead of using finding the word achilah, you'll find the word koses when it's not the normal way. Okay. So a czar who eats in quotations these raw barley kernels, You gotta pay the carrot, you gotta pay the value to the kayin. You don't need to pay the khaibish because it's not considered achila You didn't eat anything. It's like eating a tissue. You're only have to pay the added Khaimish when you eat, which excludes when you're eating something which actually causes uh, damage. Okay. Or you're not, not damaged to yourself, you're just damaging Truma. It's not this is no achila that, that happened over here. Azar. Shebola That's swallowed it doesn't say that eat It doesn't say he ate it doesn't say that he chewed it doesn't say that he bit He swallowed Shezifin Shel truma Vehekeion Fruits Of truma And then Hekeon Is Vomited them You vomited it Back up Okay So you didn't eat it In a normal way You like inhaled it And then Okay V'acholon acher and somebody else went ahead and ate it. It looked like a full-fledged plum. Right? It looked like a full-fledged fruit. The first guy has to pay Now what do you see from here? Rashi explains, you see from here that even though we're saying that by Achila's gasa you don't pay the added chomesh because it's not Achila, it's overeaten. And when you eat something that's not fit to be eaten and then you you know, uh, um, you still have to pay the karen, not the Khaimish. Over here, even though you didn't bite it, since you swallowed something that really has the status of food, you immediately became chayav in the karen and the Khaimish. Okay, interesting, interesting. Even it's it's not the the normal way of eating, but you didn't damage it. You didn't. It's 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 uh, that is considered eating. That's the chiddush over here. Period. End of that halach. Okay, one more piece of Gemara before the Mishnah. This is a huge, huge, huge Halachalam Isa. On Yom Kippur, somebody's ill. On Tishabav, somebody's ill. They're allowed to eat Shiurim. We'll call it every nine minutes. You're permitted to eat a certain amount of Salads plus a certain amount of liquids. They don't combine. Okay? The salads and the liquids, as long as you didn't combine them in the food, it's not like you poured the water into the matzo meal. You know what I mean? That now you got. No. You have a certain amount of matzo meal that you could put down and a certain amount of water you could put down. And, and as long as you drink less and eat less than a shear within those nine minutes, you can have both. Okay? Zakta Gemara, because they don't combine two measurements. Mantana. Who's the Tana of this? Halach the Mishnah. it's actually a Machlaikah, it's he... And it, uh, it seems that this is the opinion of Rabbi Shur. Rabbi Shur was of the opinion that eating and drinking do not combine. That's how we learned in the Mishnah. Klaalam Rabbi Shur gave a rule. Anytime the tumma and the shear are equal, it combines but if, let's say, the measurement of the tumma is not the same as their regular shear, okay, um, as the, the the, the complete measurement of the toma then or shiray uh, light tumasai, completely different. And mitstarfim, they don't combine. And over here, where we know, we learn very clearly, the amount of food is the amount of liquid is malay and it's completely different. Uh, completely different um, checks and balances of what's going to obligate you. Memela, they don't. They're not mitstarif, and you could have food. <coughs> And drink within the nine minutes because they, they, they do not combine. That is the opinion of who? Rabbi Shua. Okay. Rabbi Nachman, Omar, Rabbi Nachman says, no, a fuel table Rabban doesn't need to be Rabbi Shua. It could even be the Rabban who argue on Rabbi Adkan Ad Rabbon, Lekami Rabban Hosam El Linian Tummah. The Rabbanon who say that there needs to be, a, that even if there's a, not a complete difference about the measurements, that it's as far as Hokus Tummah is concerned. The Shem Tummah Chadu, is Tummah okay? And some Tuma lasts shorter, some Tuma lasts longer, some you get rid of one way, sometimes you get rid of a different way. Tuma is like its own, it's its own game, so to speak, and in, in, not in a, you know, not in a belittling way. It's its own game. It's its own Parsha, okay? <laughs> but what's the problem of eating and drinking on Yom Kippur? That it's going to calm down a person's mind. You're not going to have Enoi. Okay? And a person who Maybe the Rabbanon will say, a person who eats without drinking is not mi'asveh A person who drinks or eating is not mi'asveh And maybe, maybe, we don't know for sure, but maybe the Rabbanon would agree that food and drink is not mitzar. Okay. The same way there is a um that we pointed out previously by Truma, the Rebbe Yeshua. And you could say that it's the opinion of Rabbi it's the same Gemara just quoted with a different amira. Okay, beautiful. End of that discussion. Bottom line is Practically speaking, whether the opinion is that of established to be that of Rabbi Shua, whether the opinion is the is the opinion of everybody, even the rabbanon. The halacha is food and drink are not mitztare for shiurim. They're allowed to have up until the sheer of solids and up until the sheer of liquids. Period. End of that gemar. Okay. Let's learn the Mishnah. And after this Mishnah, I'm going to want to schmooze for a couple minutes. Okay? About, to, give, to give a little head start into the gemara. Let's read the Mishnah. Ochal Vashasa If a person eats and drinks in one mistake, okay, it was one mistake. What was his mistake? He he woke up on Shabbos morning and he made himself a coffee. He thought it was Shabbos. It really was Yom Kippur. Forgot it was Yom Kippur. Okay, maybe that's the mistake. Or maybe the mistake was that he forgot you're not allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. Whatever it was, it was one lapse of awareness. We learned this at length in Shabbos. Okay, so we said <speaking> in a chayiv alachat the sakhis. Only only one chata. So achav also malacha. If a person eats and does malacha, we give her chayiv shtei chatoys. You're two carbon chatoys for two separate averays. Achav loich leshen ruian lachila. If he eats things that are not meant to be eaten, it's not fit to be eaten. Okay. For example, give me some examples. Things aren't meant to be eaten. If you ask my kids, they'll say cheerio. Right? Yeah, enough Cheerios. I, I can you know, these food boxes. It's not too much Cheerios, you know? We I mean, had enough Cheerios. It's not food. We don't eat we don't bran. Brands for horses. All right? They, they don't want those cereals. No, but in all seriousness, what's not considered achila? Things that start to rot. You know, things that are, uh, you know, it's not really fit for consumption. But a person eats it. Or you drink something that's not fit to be drunk. You drink muddy water. Some things that it's not meant to be a drink and you drink sir, which is fish juice, juice that comes out of fish, or moris, which is fats, liquid fats putter, you are potter because you did not eat and since you didn't eat the Torah only forbids eating on Yom Kippur. it's not considered eating, this is not a food, and therefore you do not bring a karma was it aser? was aser but as far as being for that lapse you're not, for that lapse of awareness, you're not going to be Chayav A. Hot. Okay. That was the mission. Pretty straightforward mission. Okay. A person forgets it's Yom Kippur and they eat in one lapse of awareness. Chayav one Chatas. Even though you ate multiple bites. But it was all one mistake. A half air later, they go, my goodness, Yom Kippur, what in the world? <laughs> you know? But uh, you're going to bring one Chatas. Okay. I want to preface the Gemara with something which is pretty straightforward why want we sure we have clarity in this because as we get further and further into the Gemara <laughs> this is crucial to know and what I want to explain before we start the Gemara is we say in the morning davening before Psuke de zim, what page in the art school center I think 52 I think I'm right I think 52 Rabbi Shmuel oh no maybe maybe it's 50 you know, 48 or 50 tell me Jonathan's looking at it. Okay. There's 13 ways for the, for what page? 50. It starts at the bottom of 48. Come on, yeah? Yeah? Ah, my art scroll, uh, sitter. All right. So one of the th- ways to darshan, psukim in the Tyre, is egzerashab. What's egzerashab? So let's get clarity the way oxir shavah basically works is that when you find a word in one place, and a word the same word or a, a word that means the same thing, it doesn't need to be the exact same word, okay? Because we find v'shav u'bav right? That sometimes the word sometimes the pasuk uses the word shav, sometimes use the word bav. Since that's the same meaning, that's also shavah. We you find two words in different places, and in one place you know it means one halacha. You can say, oh, since that same word is in another place, that halacha transfers to that other place too. Ask. Ask if there's any lack of understanding. Again, there's a word in the Torah that refers to a particular halacha, or we learn out a halacha from it. That same word is found elsewhere in the Torah. We could say, oh, it says the word, uh, you know, Chaim uh, over there. And over there, it's referring to Chaim Yankel uh, having a toothache. So too, when it says Chaim Yankel elsewhere, it must be Chaim Yankel had a toothache. All right, that's a very shallow way to put it, but that's how a lot of people view Gzaira Shovels. Now, the only, that, that, that's not true. What I just said is how a Gzaira Shovel works, but I left out a crucial aspect. And this is what I want to focus on. How can I do such a thing? You know how many times the turtle uses the same word in multiple places? You know what I mean? How do you do that? So the only time you could do that is if the word that's listed is extra. Because then I could say, why did the turtle put that word there? Oh, that word didn't belong there in the first place. <coughs> so now I could say, since it was there, it must be. The turret's talking about. Otherwise, why is it there? All of a sudden, this started to make sense. Otherwise, every time the entire, you see the word type, you'll be like, oh, type here, type there. Uh, come on, it's too, too much. No. Gzereshava works when you have extra words and you find that same word in multiple places, then you can make Gzereshava. Now, there's a shaila, and this is what I want to make sure we have clear, whether both sides of the are need to be mufne. That's the word we're going to find. The word mufna means extra. That both words that the was based on both of them were unnecessarily in their place, and now we're saying, oh, so what's the connection? Or as long as the word in one place is extra, that's enough to make xereshamah. Okay, do both sides need to be Mufna or both, or one? So, mufna, means the, mufna, extra. mufna means there's Mufna means extra. Okay what I'm pointing out is that there's a whether in order to make Zereshava, do you need both words to be Mufna or one to be Mufna? Ah. Mufna is an appropriate word either way. I think that's what you're touching on, right? Right. Mufna is an appropriate word either way. The question is, do you need one word of Zereshava to be Mufna or both sides of Zereshava to be there unnecessarily to learn out my new halakha? Okay? All right. Here we go. Let's start the Gemara. And we're going to get onto this concept of Mufna soon. I wanted to preface the Gemara with this because this is going to be crucial. Here we go. Amar Shlakish is talking to says, Why isn't there a ashara said when it comes to Eno? Okay? It says in the Torah, You need to cause Eno. You need to afflict yourself. That's all it says. Now, we're being Medayek, at all. If you don't afflict yourself, you transgress the assay. Ask Reish Lakish, why isn't it said as an ashara, as a warning? You better not not afflict yourself. Which means you better afflict yourself because two negatives make a positive. Some people say two positives never make a negative. That's not true. And I'll prove it to you. You're right. <laughs> there you go. I took my two positives and made them negative, right? Okay, fine. But be it as it may. So you got two. So it says, Zotre Shlokish. Why do we say, Azara comes to Eno and Mishum to lay Because we'll say, <clears throat> it's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible to say the obligation of the Enisam in a way of warning. Why not? It says, well, I'll tell you why. Hechi what do you want to her to say? write? That you're not allowed to eat on Yom Kippur then I would say, oh, if you eat a, a kezayis, then it's asap. We No, it's not true. What's the shir of Yom Kippur? Okay, Sebas. and gasa, right? So, we can't, can't talk about Achila. That's out the window, otherwise it's going to be too confusing for us. If it says don't have inoy, that means go eat. <laughs> so, you can't use the word Achila, says the Gemara to What do you want? Yeah, I'm sorry. It says the says reish I'll tell you why it's not written as an azhar, because there's simply no other option. Okay, and memila zok reish Shlokish, That's why it wasn't written b'derek hazhar. My sir, that's a challenging question. Maybe it should say, yeah, scratch your ear from the side, you know, over your head. Maybe it should say, he shomer, be careful, pen perhaps lisoona, he won't be afflicted. I you better watch out. You better be afflicted. That's how the Torah could have written it. The Lord says, no. Because Hishomer and Pen, each one of those are the same as love. Each one, you're adding on love. Okay, you're adding on negative transgressions. And it's not two. It's just going to be one love. It's not going to be multiple love. Master Rabbi Bar Barabayi, Rabbi Barabayi says, Be careful to afflict yourself. Be careful to anyway, That's how it could have written Rish Lakish. Why are you saying there's no other option? Okay, love lav da asay asay. Says the Gemara, and I'll tell you why. Because if it would have written like that, it would have said, be careful, that's a love. The lav, lav hishomer da asay asay. When it says, it means this is an asay that you need to do. What is the asay? Be careful. This is something positive you need to do, and it would still be missing out on the warning. Okay, good response. Say, do not turn away from afflicting yourself. That's a good warning. Oh, and you wrote it in the negative sense. Says, Kasha. Yeah, it's a good question on Rish Lakish why he didn't mention this. But when the Gemara ans- uh, uh, answers in Akasha as opposed to Tiyufta, that means that we haven't disproved Rish Lakish, but we do have a good question on his statement. Here we go. Let's now get into these psukim and zera Shavas and different all different sorts of limud zoktigmar betan mei sima yach the tano learns it out from here be needs to not serve rabbo you have to folks up not do any work yach yach say you get punished for working tammada any person who does ko malach besmi meza any work on that day, the halacha is your mechoyev mechuyev kares. The enoi alitumah yishal yaim alitumah shayayim onos kares, which means that on the etzem of the day, the existence of the day, if you work on that day, there is onos kares altesefas malacha. Yochelai malacha. Maybe there's no chiyev kares altesefas malacha. Maybe our original understanding was correct. Alvei onos kares altesefas inui. Maybe, there, maybe it doesn't mean that you get kares for working extra. Maybe it means you get kares if you don't do inoy properly. Maybe that's the problem. Any nefesh who does not have inoy on this day will be high in kares. Which means, if a person does not do inoy on Yom Kippur, is going to be in punishment of kares. Any Onosh kares all this effort is inoy. But there's no punishment for not doing other types of, you maybe I would say, okay, it's not included in the Ainish, but it's still usher to do any sort of um, extra work on Yom Kippur, okay, like you're supposed to add on to Yom Kippur to not work. All right, we're dealing with the the, the the central part of the day, without additional time that must be uh, that must be added. Okay, so when you have the Teisefes Yom Kippur, the extra time added on Yom Kippur, that is not t the, no Azarah about that additional time. Yochelai Muzra al Teisefes Malacha, Avi Yemuzer al Teisefes Inoy v'Dinu. And I'll say it's logical, L'mam Malacha, Shehegaz Bishvaz just like Malacha, which is Asar on Shabbos and Yontef Inem but there's no Azhara about it. It's just there's a, right? Inoi, uh, which does not apply to Shabbos and Yom Tif, and I'll prove it to you, because it's us to do Inoi on a regular Shabbos and Yom Tif. didn't show him How much more so is there no Inoi? But as far as the Azhara, the of to afflict oneself on Yitzumay Shalyayim, on the main part of the day, <coughs> excuse me, it does not say specifically. So, where do we know from? Says I'll tell you why. Because the Torah should have left out the Einesh Malacha, which could have anyway been learned out from Enoi. Uma Inoy Sheni Naye and say that Enoi which doesn't apply the Shabbos and Yontif still zechiyum Karis if you don't do it on him Kippur. How much more so work that's usser on other times of the year if you do it. How much more so you're going to be kare, Why do you got to, why, why are you mentioning it? Here we go. Mufna. It must be that the Pasuk is extra. Because I could have learned it out from a Kawakimer. So Mufna It must be the reason why it's extra, the reason why it's there is to be able to compare <coughs> and make a Shava and learn out other malachas from it. And here's how the Shava is going to work. Namar einish beinu. It says the word, it says the punishment when it comes to Enoi. If a person does not afflict themselves, there's an Ainish. What's the Inish? Karis. Okay? And it says an Ainish by also. What's the einish? Karis. Just like by working on Yom Kippur, the only time you get Karis is when there was a Azhara. Af Enoi, Kane is here. Okay? So too by the Enoi, by the any other type of eating, the eating and drinking, there's no punishment of Kuris without the warning. Okay? Memela. what was our question? Let's just let's just go back uh, six lines. We said, where do you know the Azharah of Enoi on Atsma Sha'im? The answer is Shava from Shabis and Yomtif. Okay Says the Gemara No We don't like that gezera Shava. You know why? Because The only reason Why we were allowed To make the gezera Shava, Let's remind ourselves About our introduction Is because we assumed That When it says Melacha On Yom Kippur It's extra That there's It's extra Because I could have Learned it out From a kavachaber. So the way This whole, this whole gezera Shava started Is because It was based off A premise that the psukim and Bayom Kippur are extra, in that I would have known the halacha anyway from logic. All the Gemara needs to do right now is prove that that original pasuk was not extra, and now the Hog Zereshov is out the window. Okay? So let's see. It says Gemara, no, ikla We'll bust up that logic and say, huter just like inoy, where there's no klal releasing it, right, letting it go. Where, where uh, there's a chi of Inuit. That's it. you got to be about it. Are you going to say that by Malacha, where it is it, uh, it's excluded from the general rule? Okay? Meaning everybody's obligated in Inuit. Everybody's obligated in um, you know, uh, No one's allowed to eat. Um, uh, particularly what Rashi explains over here is in the base of Mikdash. Did they shecht carbonus in the base of Mikdash in the Kippur? yeah so was malacha done on Yom Kippur in the Beis HaMikdash yeah was anything eaten on Yom Kippur no from all the Karbonas nothing was eaten anyway okay and therefore you see that when it comes to when it comes to Enoi there's no exceptions everybody has has to do Enoi however when it comes to malacha, there are exceptions because there was work done in the Beis HaMikdash says the Gemara we got to come up with a new Gzereshav we got to come out with a new Limud to answer our question of La How do we know the Azhara of Enoi on the essence of the day itself? So we need a new Gzereshab. So here we go. says the Gemara. Let's say the Torah should not learn out inui, the, the Inish from Enoi, which is learnt out from Malacha, Because Ma we'll say, just like by work, weird. You're allowed to do work in the Beis HaMikdash. Still there's a chi of kareis. If you do it when it's not allowed, the kareis can do the balach. can shech, go around the Beis HaMikdash, do balach. The but there's kareis for everybody else, if they don't, if, if they also do malachah, he that everybody's got to follow how much more so is there an honest kareis. So Ammar, why does the Pasuk state specifically that there's a chi of kareis for one who does not have inuit, one who eats and drinks. It's mufnah. Okay. It must be that the Pasuk is extra. To make Xiar Shaba. And what's the Xirashaba? Namara It says Ainish by inuit. And it says Ainish by, by Malacha. Just like by Malacha, the Torah gives an Ainish and there is a Azhara, af so too. Um, by Enoi, you're going to be chayav. Why? Because there is an Oydish, there's a punishment, as well as an Azhar. Okay. So again, how are we going back to prove that if a person does not follow Enoi on Yom Kippur, it's going to be, there's an Azhar on Itumah We said, Gzaira Shava now, from a uh, Gze- uh, Gzereshava from Malacha. Yeah, I'm, we have a, I'm sorry. Uh, we have a Kavachaymer. We could have had a Kavachaymer from Malacha since we didn't use a Kavachimer, the Kavachaymer. The Pasuk writes it anyway. Now I have a Gzereshava and I'll say that the same way by Malacha there's an einisha Nazara so too by the Eloi there's an Einisha and Nazara. says, well, no. Again, you could say that it's not a it's not a kosher Gzereshava. It's not a healthy Gzereshava because I'll say mile Malacha Look at work. Okay, so here, you know what the what we how it's learned out learned out from etzem etzem the etzem etzem the very essential and the, the very central part of the day says the gemara. Mufna. the word etzem is extra. The Eli Mufna, if it wouldn't be extra, ikle mifrachi the brachina. We would have asked. Says the Gemara, say, ask." <laughs> Says the Gemara, "No, because we, we know for sure there's psukim that are extra." How so? There's five psukim where five different psukim that speak about the prohibition, the transgression of working on Yom Kippur. Ones an azhara di Ones a a warning about Yomamah, about the day. you not let it work on Yom Kippur itself. <laughs> One's coming to give Azharah for nighttime. And the third one to give the transgression, working during the day. We're turning to the next one. V'chad And another one to talk about um, uh, doing melacha during the nighttime. One's extra. mama balaila say that you're chayav that if a person does not follow Enoi and a person eats or drinks and does not ma'an of themselves both by day and by night. Okay, period. That's, that's the source. Now what the Gemara is going to do very simply is prove that there are other places and other opportunities from which we can learn out that a person who does not afflict themselves on Yom Kippur is going to be Chayov in Kharis. In the yeshiva of Rabbi Yishmael, they taught us. Namar kan inoi. On Yom Kippur, what is the command? It's actually written as a positive command. Hashem commands us in the Torah. On Yom Kippur, one must afflict themselves. Now, we learned previously, what does affliction mean? Not to eat and not to drink. Okay? Fine. namar lahallon inoy, And it also says, by a nara murasa, by a woman, who ready for this? Let's get this clear. A woman who had chupa, without moving in with her husband. We know nowadays. Nowadays we do everything chick chuck. Yeah, you have a choson and kala. They walk down the chupa, and the choson brings the the kala into his house. The way that this is done was with the custom of. Uh, done with the custom of that as the kala comes to the edge of the aisle the chasan steps forward a couple steps and then walks backwards with her welcoming her into his environs he then places the ring on her finger and makes an acquisition <coughs> alright he makes an acquisition over there so that's called erison and the suma Erison and the suma those are two stages it used to be they took place a full year apart The irisim took place, and then they had a year to prepare to move in together. All right? Good old days, as they say. A year. Uh, uh, Twelve months, all right? As they, um, twelve months. Okay. Now, what happens if someone goes ahead and, um, afflicts, says the Torah, afflicts the wife of his friend? And what is that referring to? Somebody, a woman, who... Somebody put a ring on her finger. The, he's now acquired her. They are ma'urases, but they haven't moved in together. Okay? So it says that you were it's, How does it speak about this man? He afflicted her. Like he afflicted her. Just like when a man has relations with a woman, there's only a punishment if he was warned beforehand. About the severity of the violation. If you do this, you're going to be obligated in this penalty. If you don't tell him that, if you don't tell him that, we'll give him a whooping, but he's not going to be Chayav All right? He's not going to be Chayav Mizan. Afkan so to An Yom Kippur, Anash, LMK's There's only a punishment of Kharis, LMK and only if there was warning. If there was warning, if he, if he knew full well of what's going to take place, then he's going to be Chayav. Otherwise, there's no obligation of Kharis. Okay? Ravacha bar Yaakov Amar. Ravacha bar Yaakov says Yom Kippur, it's called Shabbos Shabbosim. Okay, and we learned it out from Shabbos Beresius. Interesting. Okay, what's Shabbos Beresius? So Beresius, Parshas Beresius. The first time that we are introduced to Shabbos, Shabbos in Parshas Beresius. Okay, so Just like we know when it comes to any. Uh, Shabbos transgression A person is only gets a punishment If there was a warning So ear. So Yom Kippur Is only a punishment If there was a warning Now keep in mind there's all, They're all different punishments Right Shabbos is of Karis It's not a Karis What's Karis? Karis is, is A person can lose out On their Olam Haba Okay um, there's, there's Sometimes it's malchus, Sometimes there's uh, Lashes Sometimes There's <laughs> There's Misa bide adam, right? There's, there's punishment by, by court. Sometimes there's punishment from Shema, even, so, even though there's different levels of punishment, but we still find these same words. And, there, and therefore, the same way you need, a, we're learning out from Shabbos, the same way you're only obligated if you had a warning. Don't do that, don't that. So Kip, you're only chayev if you had a warning. Somebody says, don't eat, don't drink, and you say, I don't care, I'm going to go do it anyway. That's when you're obligated. Okay. Last three words on pay Aleph, Amad Aleph, Anyone? a Here we go. Raf Papa Amar. Let's turn the page. The Papa says, You should know that Yom Kippur is called Shabbos. We find in the Torah, he says, it's not, it's not even a stretch to say, Oh, Yom Kippur is learned out from Shabbos. Because Yom Kippur is called Shabbos. Okay? You should have inoi, one should afflict themselves on your Shabbat, on your day of rest, on Shabbos. You see that Yom Kippur is called a Shabbos, it's called a day of rest. Alright? Now, which makes a lot of sense. Because what does Shabbos mean? Does Shabbos mean the seventh day of creation? No. What does Shabbos mean? They arrest. Do you rest on Yom Kippur? Better believe it. Right? Hey, we don't work. We We rest even more than a regular Shabbos. We don't, you know. So, Memela. therefore, um, we find the exact word, and and it makes sense that Shabbos and Yom Kippur, a lot of those, the the way that the punishment comes about, go hand in hand. Go together. Okay. Ask the Gemara. It makes sense that Rev Papa did not give the reasoning of Rav Ahabar Yaakov He'll say, listen, instead of learning out Yom Kippur from any other place You know what? All I, all I need to say is, Yom Kippur is called Shabbos <laughs> And then if Yom Kippur is called Shabbos, whenever it says Shabbos It's referring to Yom Kippur as well I don't need to go about Zera Shabbos <laughs> Let's explain Let's pause for a moment and talk outside Let me ask you a question. There's many ways to learn out things from the Torah. Many ways. What's the best way? When it says it in the Torah. Yeah, somebody comes up. You gotta wear a black hat. Show me. Sorry, kid. All right, see you later. (laughs) You're making up a 614th mitzvah. Go join a different religion. Right? What's the best way to learn what's right? Crack the book. You open the Torah. Does it say it there or not? That's the best way. That's what we call a gezeras ha-kosev, a degree, a decree of the words. Okay? A decree of the way that it's written. After that, there's other options to learn things from the Torah. For example, like we said, well, what did it say in the Sitter, page 48 in the Archicult Sitter, Rabbi Shmuel gives us 13 ways to make jerushas from the verses. Okay? There's different ways that we could look at words in the Torah and compare them. And say, oh, if it says one halacha here, but what, let me ask you a question, what would be better, to start, learn out a halacha from comparing it to somewhere else, or, not better, stronger, or if the Torah says it explicitly, I think we'd agree, explicit, right? if it says it straight out, so that's what Gemara says, right now, what we came out with is, what we were looking for is various proofs, we said, prove to me that on Yom Kippur, you're not obligated in a punishment, unless you have a warning. One of them says, oh, there's a word by Shabbos, there's a word by Yom Kippur, uh, go compare them. The other one says, uh, excuse me, sweetie pie, Yom Kippur is Shabbos. It's the same thing. So which one's stronger? The second one. The second one's coming from a much stronger viewpoint, and we can understand why he doesn't want to follow opinion number one. We all following? BL, I'm clear We're all following? Yeah, it makes sense to follow the explicit but now we got a very strong question. The first opinion. Who says, Oh, you know why you need a warning? Cuz it says Shabbos, you compare it to Yom Kippur. What's wrong with what the other guy said? Yom Kippur Shabbos. Yeah? What's wrong with that? So we got to clarify this. Here we go. Says the Gummar. Bishware probably Bakr yakob it makes sense to a puppet who says it's an explicit verse. He says, listen, explicit verse is much better. Other Bakhra Yaqah My time to have a great puppa. Why doesn't he just follow the explicit verse? Answers the Gemara, he says, No. I'll tell you why. Because even though we call Yom Kippur Shabbos, there's a reason for it. Now, listen to this, it's fascinating. The Torah says that the fast of Yom Kippur, now, what's a fast? An affliction. Don't eat or drink. Starts when? Most fasts start in the morning. Yom Kippur, we know, starts at night. How do we know that? Because the verse tells us you need to afflict yourself from the evening of the ninth day of Tishrei. Okay? So we start fasting. Yom Yahoo Yasim know, Maybe it means the entire ninth day. Maybe I need to fast on the ninth day of Tishrei and the tenth day of Tishrei. You imagine? <laughs> yeah? Two days straight. You got, maybe it means I need to fast two days straight. Tamud Laimar, Ba'erav. That's why it says in the verse, Ba'erev. No, 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 no. Starts in the evening. Eve Arab. And if the Torah would have said, starts in the evening, what, why are you mentioning the ninth? What, how, when do Jewish days start? When does the calendar change? Let's talk outside for a moment. Evening. So once it's nighttime of Yom Kippur, why does it say the ninth day of Tishrei? It's not. It's now called the tenth day. Jewish days begin the night before. Why? First of all, why? Let's get this basic idea down pat. Why do we always start the day before? Very simply, because during the seven days of creation, it says Erev, Boker. First, God made evening. Then God made morning. Yom Mechad, it was Sunday. Erev Boker, Yom it was Monday. That's why every Jewish day starts at night, because Hashem made evening first. Beautiful. So, the evening of Yom Kippur is not called the ninth day of Tishrei. Right? It's called Yom Kippur. It's called the tenth day. Why would we call it the ninth day? This is confusing. Says the Gemara, I'm confused. It says it's the ninth day. But one second, tell me, the ninth day at night, what's going on? How do we reconcile this? How can this be? Says the Gemara to explain. I'll tell you. You know what it's telling us? A person should always start their fast of Yom Kippur a little bit into, a little bit prior to sunset, on the ninth day. Don't wait till like the last minute to start your fast. Because you can run late, Right? So you should add a little bit for the ninth day. Where here you see a very uh, a general rule, okay, very important you sowed in life as well. In addition to Yom Kippur, and that is, it's always important to add from chol onto kodesh. Whenever you find something holy, add chol, add mundane things to holiness, okay. And this is a huge idea. Actually, this is a, a fantastic idea. If we, we should dwell on this for a couple minutes. When it it comes to how a Jew lives. When it comes to how we live our daily life. In school, in in school they have secular studies and Judaic studies. What is secular about math? Nothing. Nothing. Math is a chachma al right? It's the most unbelievable wisdom. You can't understand Torah without knowing math. Science. How does Hashem make the world? I'm not talking about Fake science that people come up with. But understanding creation and the world is, is that secular? To try to understand Hashem's environment and how everything's worked, nothing secular about that. But we tend to, in our own minds, separate and we say, oh, that's chol, that's, that's mundane. Certain things are mundane, certain things are chodesh. And in Judaism, what we should try to strive to do is try to look for as much holiness in these other things as well. It's always worthwhile to try to add on to the Kedusha so, Because then we'll, have, we'll, we'll be exposed to more Kedusha in our lives Particularly on Yom Kippur We're supposed to <laughs> add from the weekday onto the holy day And what I know from here is You're supposed to add on to the holiness of the day of Yom Kippur When I take in Yom Kippur How do I know that at the end of Yom Kippur I should also wait a few extra minutes Yeah, Not to run out and eat your first donut with orange juice yeah? I don't know, you should wait you know, give it a couple minutes, add a few of the mundane minutes to the Day of Holiness. Lomar, may Erev Erev, from evening until evening. Evening the same way the first evening was supposed to be holy, so too. The second evening should have holiness. The ella Yom I only know this concept of adding from unholy times to holy times when it comes to Yom Kippur. Shabbos How do I know that even on a Shabbos this concept is true? That if a person has the opportunity to to bring in the holy day of Shabbos a little earlier, or to keep it a little longer, to, to do that? How do I know that this is an a important idea? Talmud Lomar, Tish yeah. you should rest. Why did it say Tish basu. The whole day is called Shabbos. So Tish is like this. Let me just explain for a moment. Whenever somebody says something twice, that means we're reiterating and adding. Reiterating doesn't mean to say the same thing twice. That means I'm emphasizing so the Torah could have just said Shabbos. It says, Shabbos, Shabbos. Okay? And when you say it twice, or uh, Shabbat chem, I'm sorry. Shabbat chem, it's, so when you say it twice, you're pointing out that you got to have additional rest as well. <speaking in Hebrew> How does this work? Whenever the Torah commands us to have Shabbos, whenever the Torah commands us to rest, <speaking in Hebrew> you know what it means? It means that we should go out of our way to make sure to add from times of the day that are unholy, and make those times holy as well. So so practically, let's just talk for a moment. Practically speaking, when it comes to Shabbos, we should do our best to add a few minutes to Shabbos in the beginning, and a few minutes to Shabbos at end. When it comes to Yom Tif, same thing. When it comes to Yom Kippur, even when we're hungry, same thing. Not too long. You don't let afflict yourself more than uh, is necessary, and, or certainly to afflict others. You have a the chazan gets up there from Maravinim Kipper. Everybody's got one foot out the door and he's there to be a chazan. Everybody's like, hello, you know, you're cracking over here. You know, that's Balachayim as we call it. <laughs> but uh, or Tsarbala you know. But um, okay. So you're supposed to add on add on Kadusha. Says the Gemara, next question. The Tana de Etzem Etzem. And the Tana who says well, we learn it out from Etzem and come at the central part of the day, hi betisha Lachudesh my like What does he do with the word betisha Lachudash? According to him he already knows that it's that it's forbidden to do malacha at the same time that we're obligated to afflict ourselves. So what's he gonna do with this posuk? That's the Gemara's question. What does he do with that? Answer the Gemara: Mi the Bar Rav He's gonna he needs the Pasuk for the following teaching of Rav Chia Barav from Difti, who says the Barav from Difti taught us the inisem as naf One must afflict themselves on the ninth day of Tishri. What does that mean? No kippers on the tenth day of Tishri. Are we fasting on the ninth day? Of course not. We fast on the tenth day. Rather, it's teaching us. Beautiful concept. A person who eats on Erev Tisha because we want to fulfill our mitzvah appropriately. It's if we fasted on both days. Another huge idea in Judaism, which is, and this is huge a the more you prepare yourself, the more practice, that you set yourself up accordingly, the, the better your mitzvah is going to be. Right? Somebody comes late to work. <coughs> Somebody comes late for something. What happened? Uh, there the, the, the was five minutes of traffic. Why would you wait till the last five minutes in order to, to, to cut yourself exactly short? Okay, fine. So people have an excuse. It's a valid excuse. But the bottom line is you didn't get the job done, right? Like my, I said, when I was 18 years old, I was coming late. So Reb Nussin Stein was a couple months in to yeshiva. He called me over. He's like, Menachem, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you're coming 15 minutes late to Davin. I said, Rebbe, you know, I've got roommates that are dancing to Yellow Submarine till 4 o'clock in the morning, and <laughs> it's just hard to wake up, you know. So he told me, a, I don't remember everything, you know. He told me a beautiful idea. And he's like, you're right but either you're gonna live your life full of valid excuses or you're gonna live your life. And he closed the door. That was it. Bottom line is, you're not getting the job done you need to get it done. You have a valid excuse, but you're not getting the job done. End the story. When it comes to Yom Kippur, if we eat on the ninth day to prepare for the fast, that ninth day itself is like I fasted. Isn't that beautiful? I fast because, because I can only fast if I, if I prep appropriately. Such a beautiful concept.